This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show. And you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto. Show presented by the SteveStrout.com. I am Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. This is episode 114. Thank you for listening as always. We're sitting here recording live in person. Um, we've been doing this often now, actually, as much as we can, and I, like I feel it. like it makes a difference. It makes my life so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it helps. You know what also helps? Supporting us on Patreon. Look at that segue. You can head over to patreon.com slash stevecrypto and check out an assortment of content that is not always related to the podcast, you know, like some personal stuff from the two of us. Um, not too personal. No, no, no no OnlyFans or anything like that. We, we told you how to find that that's, on the last episode. That's a different, yeah. It's yeah. a whole different website. <laughs> Uh, but you can head over there and check out a few different videos, unboxing things. Um, there's a, a, a little episode about uh, Steve and Ryan and playing some games and talking about those. Just go check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. And while you got your phone out, looking around at different things and, and uh, searching for things to support, maybe things to buy, you can head over to our Etsy shop which is Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto merch, or just search for the Stephen Crypto show. We have t-shirts, two different designs. We have coffee mugs that make any drink taste better. I'm, I'm just going to keep putting it out there. You got to buy one. You'll find out. You'll be like, damn, this coffee is amazing. I mean, Death Wish coffee is good as it is. I've been drinking that lately. But when I put it into one of our podcast mugs, I'm, I'm in... Hell, because my coffee is hot. But anyway, you can head over to buymecoffee.com slash stevecrypto. And we are both online. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at CryptoZoo88 at the Steve Strout. We, uh, we have a Facebook group, which I well, we encourage you to... Follow along. Um, you can post things in there if you have something that you're working on, uh, whether it's a, an album, you know, send a track. Well, post a track that you are comfortable sharing. Uh, maybe a trailer for your new movie, maybe a piece of a script, or, you know, anything that's basically in the pop culture realm, definitely in the horror realm. Extra points for horror. Extra points for it being horror content. As long as it's. Nothing uh, like political or religious, then we're cool with it. So, yeah, join the group. Check out what everybody else is working on. Share what you're working on. And make sure to... 
I don't know if you mentioned or not because I'm a flake and I was spacing out to rate and review us. Of course. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, including um, Good Pods. Yes. Which is a, a another uh, podcast uh, player that has a really cool ranking system, which as of right now, as of May 2nd, when we're recording this, we are ranked number 14 in the top 100 podcasts. Not just lately, we've been up there in the rankings in the entertainment podcast, so we're like all the podcasts. Yeah. Top 100. I don't know how many shows are actually on good pods, but we're in the fucking top 100. We're number 14, so that's pretty badass. It feels pretty good. That's. And we couldn't do it. We couldn't be in that spot without all of you guys listening. So, well, some of you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not all of them. Yeah. But we thank you. If you're listening, thank you. Those are a lot of great ways to support us. I want to give a, a shout out to a new company that we should support. They're called Black Metal Brunch. Go to blackmetalbrunch.com and they have all these really fun designs for your metal loving horror fans in your life they have cool things t-shirts mugs uh all kinds of shit they sent us a couple mugs and um their mugs almost make your drinks taste as good as the steven crypto mugs like they're up there they're really a really cool mug uh look on my instagram i'm pretty sure i posted it up there I put it in my stories a couple times but find them on instagram black metal brunch or go to blackmetalbrunch.com and check out their their whole page. I had a cup of coffee out of their mug the other day, and it made me want to perform a satanic ritual. I had to like stop halfway through and, and just kind of I, uh, focus on what was happening at the time. I get that no matter what I'm drinking out of. <laughs> it makes you want to perform a satanic ritual. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, this My Little Pony cup is wild. Oh, yeah. Got me feeling crazy. Um, <laughs> speaking of wild, I don't know why this is speaking of wild, but we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. The Den! The Den. It's a uh, collection of over 20 shows, including the Steven Crypto Show. They're available at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Head over there, check out all the shows, especially the co-podcasts for the month of May. We have a horse and around. The Red Horse Podcast, and The Real Drunks. They're uh, both fun shows, so check them out and all the other awesome shows on the Deluxe Edition Network. I haven't checked out Horse and Round yet, but I plan to. Real Drunks, I've listened to a few episodes from them, and they're really funny. I have a, a great time. Like passes the time just driving. I deliver beer for a living, so I listen to a lot of podcasts on the road, and it kind of makes you not feel alone sometimes um so yeah i've been putting on real drunks lately and just listen to them and cracking up so sad yeah like i feel alone so i listen to real i work alone (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm lonely so i just listen to other drunks so so. i listen to all these drunks talk about (laughs) movies they're really fun and i wanted to give a shout out to another show that's not a part of the den but i've been listening to them lately quite a bit they are called they're coming to get you podcast check them out they're coming to get you uh it's two guys that kind of remind me of us in a way they just break down movies and they'll give you a few facts here and there but they're pretty comical i'm having fun listening to them 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good uh a good uh show. I've listened to a little bit cruising with you and stuff and, and it's not bad. I yeah. dig it. They're entertaining. It's always a good time when you're just cruising around, like you say, listening to podcasts. Whether you're lonely or not. Yeah. <laughs> listen to them. Yeah, I definitely recommend like if you're on a uh, a long trip, maybe on a long vacation. Uh, it's it's nice to put those on in the background while you're driving and and just uh, not zone out because I don't want you to get in a car wreck or anything. But just follow the conversation while you're on your long road trip. Speaking of road trips, um, Steve, you went on a road trip recently, right? You know, I did. We <coughs> finally got. It had been over 12 years for me to take more than a long weekend, like <laughs> three or four day weekend for like a convention or something. I hadn't taken more than that in over 12 years. I went, me and Ryan went to uh, Montana to visit friends and it was like a week of gaming and gaming and eating junk food and gaming. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. We, uh, we were... In a town, a few like we kind of bounced around. We stayed in a town called Victor, which is probably forty minutes from Missoula, which is one of the the big cities, <laughs> the big sprawling metropolises in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually want to uh, mention a couple of cool shops we went to out there, but. First, uh, the town we're in is like the next town over from where they filmed that show Yellowstone. Like, I don't know if you watch it, but I haven't watched. I watched of course a I know about little it. bit of it, and I mean it's a popular show. People like it. Um, we went there, and uh, our friends were showing us around. Like, <coughs> excuse me, this is this is the ranch, like where the show is filmed, and this is like the the train station where they kill people and throw them off the cliff, and like I'm just like, oh. Okay, like I didn't know nothing about it, so it wasn't <laughs> as cool to me. But it was still cool, me being somebody who loved TV and movies and wanting to be involved in that shit. But it was cool, so I figured we're gonna watch some of it, and the next time we go back, it's gonna be all fucking hype and awesome. And like, hey, that's the fucking train station where they throw people off to kill them, <laughs> and like. But yeah, that that was it. Was a pretty cool visit. Good seeing those guys. At least they filmed a cool show out there. You know, people come to our neck of the woods and we're like, oh, yeah, they filmed Twilight out here. In but you Forks. know what? You know what, though? It's still good for a town like Forks that nobody gave a fuck about. Yeah. To for get them some to attention. Get attention. That's like yeah. I was talking to a guy I who agree. is friends with the ranch owner that they use for the filming of the show. And he was like, you know, a lot of locals bitched about it, but it brought a lot more positive to the town and to the area. Yeah, bring some traffic out so that way. So it wasn't a bad thing. It brought money into the area. Yeah. And and people, locals are always going to bitch. Like every year, Port Townsend has the bitch fest when fucking the tourists come. And it's like, do you guys realize how much <laughs> of our economy... Not like money? How much of our economy is like fed by tourism? Yeah. Like, like most of it. Most of it. We got a fucking stinky-ass paper mill, a shitty hospital, and then tourism. <laughs> That's, like, the whole thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we were, 
<laughs> we were in Goodwill earlier, and the lady uh, that I was, you know, the lady at the checkout, she was talking about uh, the smell of farts drifting in, the smell from yeah. the mill. Yeah, that's pretty much what it smells like when you drive into our town. Yeah, but that's also what Goodwill usually smells like, too. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, yeah, don't discount the stank of the Goodwill. Yeah. and <laughs> Don't sell them short. And before we get too far away from it, um, I mean, I may not care for Twilight, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree that it's nice for any town to have some. What do you mean? You just bought that... all the movies at Goodwill when we were there. I'm just kidding. I'm You're just talking kidding. to the wrong was, guy. What was that fucking name that that dude was calling you that time? Was it uh, Crypto Cullen? I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I forgot about what, that. Yeah, just we, now. we can just keep forgetting about it. We can right. just left that in the dust. <laughs> let's, let's just move on from yeah. Twilight Talk. But yeah, so um, they filmed that show Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right so, there. you know, they have Yellowstone for that area. Um, out here, we have. Uh, uh, an officer and a gentleman was filmed here many years yep. ago. Yep. Uh, the, there's a segment from The Ring that was filmed here. Uh, what else? Uh, the Jennifer Lopez movie, Enough. Yeah. I was actually, God, I was like 12 or 13 when they were here doing that. And my mom caught wind of it. And she was all excited. And she was like, oh, celebrity or whatever. You know, we got to go downtown. Yeah. And we we saw J-Lo out on the dock and she shot a scene, and then she like signed one autograph, hopped in a van, and took off. Yeah. And uh, I guess my mom got wind from somebody there that she was staying at the um, the Swan Hotel downtown. And so before heading there to try to get an autograph from her, <laughs> <laughs> while I waited in the car, uh, before doing that. We bumped into Noah Wiley, who was there filming as well. He was like the villain in that movie, I guess. Yeah. And he was really nice. I didn't know who the hell he was at the time. You know, this being... fucking dude from ER. I was 12. A 12-year-old watches ER. Me? Well, I was older than that. I was <laughs> probably watching reruns hungover or something, so I wasn't 12. A well, little older. My mom was like, hey, do you want a picture with this guy? I'm like, okay. And... So do you have a picture with him somewhere? Yeah, some couple that was there sent the photo to us. Yeah. Do you yeah. still have it? Yeah. Uh, maybe. That's maybe cool. somewhere. I heard he was a really nice guy. He was. I remember him being very nice, but it was just like, I don't have a clue who this guy is at the time, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's another film that was shot in town. Um, oh, there's that short film, Lifeless, that we yep. uh, talked about on an episode a while back. You can find that one if you're interested in hearing about a short I film that she was shot in Port Townsend. I think she still might be doing some some uh, festivals. Oh, okay. Yeah, so hopefully she gets that out there soon. Look, I, I want to watch it again. Look for Maria Colette Sundin online, or, and you might be able to find like some still shots from them filming here yeah, or something like that. Just go back in, in our archives and uh, find that episode and learn a little bit about it. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But what were we talking about? We're talking about my trip. Fuck J Lo. Let's talk about <laughs> me, man. It's the Steve and Crypto show, not the Steve and J Lo show. <laughs> Actually we'd probably get a lot more listeners though. Yeah. Yeah. So J Lo calls and says you don't join the show, you're fired. Okay. Sorry. But okay. we'll still keep you on as like a staff. You could be like the producer. You got you can field the calls. As long as I still get a cut of the money that we don't make, then yeah. Yeah. fine. 
What's what's uh, 30% of nothing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> All right. In. I'll give you a raise. <laughs> Deal. 35% of zero. Sucker. Yep. <laughs> um, I would have taken less. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that Yellowstone show. I think I was done talking about that. <laughs> Yellowstone yeah, was filmed, filmed out there where you were hanging out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy was telling me, like, stories about it. Like, the studio pays the owner of the ranch, like, to go stay in Missoula or something. Huh. They set him up in a really nice place. And they go in, and they completely empty the guy's house out. And then put in all their their uh, their show furniture and all that shit. And they turn Crazy. it into the show thing. Yeah. They film. Move it back out and put his shit back in exactly wow. how it was. And then... Dude gets like fat fucking check for letting him do it. If anybody listening <laughs> wants to film in my house, you can just put all my shit in the backyard, film, give me some money, and move the stuff back in. Actually, you know what? I'll move the stuff back in the house myself. Just mm. you know, depending on how much dinero you want to give me. Well, you give Robert me enough De Niro. money. If Robert De Niro wants to film in my house, you can. You give me enough money. And just bring one of those big fucking dumpsters for like contractors, and I'll just <laughs> dump all my shit in it, and I'll leave, and I'll never yeah. come back. Yeah, <laughs> let's give me that much money. But uh, yeah, so I was talking about Missoula. Missoula seems like a, a pretty chill. It's a college town. Got a lot of like good restaurants and shit. Like we ate fucking pizza at just one joint. I couldn't tell you the name of it. So never in Missoula, <laughs> and you find that place. Um, that place I, of pizza. I think I farted there. But no, <laughs> so Caesars? it might still be lingering. Was it Little Caesars? But no, no. What's funny is uh, we were at that restaurant and they had like this hallway going back to the bathrooms, and uh, Ryan and Ashley were going in to use the women's room, and I was kind of following behind to go use the men's room, and uh, Miles, Ashley's husband, was kind of standing at the end of the hallway, and the restaurant's full, and I'm walking down, <laughs> and I just go. Real loud, and it echoed down the hallway, and like the whole restaurant looked at Miles like he just oh ripped ass, <laughs> and he was super embarrassed, and it was uh, fucking hilarious. That's great. But uh, yeah, the pizza there was good. <laughs> yeah, so was it good pizza or not? It was, good, it was a good pizza, but yeah. we went to like a couple game stores, and we Did came you home. Fart in those stores too? Probably. We we came home with probably ten new games, which was about fucking $400 worth of games. Wow. That was like all the money we spent, though, because we didn't have to pay for hotels or anything. We just gas and a shitload of games and That's snacks. Cool. But we went uh, there, and we popped in this, like, I wouldn't call it a, like a tourist trap kind of store because it was, like, super cool. It was called Rockin' Rudy's, and it's, like, this big, kind of like a novelty slash uh Record store, collectibles. They had like collectibles, games, records, posters, like greeting cards, like all like local snacks, like a ton of different candies, and it was just a cool fucking like hip shop. And uh, they had a ton of stickers. Like we came home with a stack of stickers because we collect stickers. I don't know where the fuck we're gonna put them, but but actually no, we started doing with our stickers. We had a lot of them. Uh, we started buying uh, magnet sheets. They're like like the size of like a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. And we put the stickers on them and just cut them out and make them into magnets. 
That's cool. And uh, like, if you look on the fridge on the way out, like half the fridge is like our homemade magnets. Huh. But yeah, that place, Rockin' Rudy's, is fucking cool. I grabbed a couple couple albums from there. Got a Ventures record. It's you know classic surf music. I think I even have a Ventures record. Do you? Yeah, I think yeah. I might. That's good shit. I love surf music. Um, you know, like, like surf our, bird. No, more no. like like <laughs> wipeout kind of, like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, fucking surfing bird. <laughs> like our friends, the Del Storyers from Seattle, who yeah. sent us some music last Halloween to play, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, that shop was cool, and I also went to a comic shop called Muse in Missoula. They have a website. Check it out, musecomics.com. M U S E comics.com um it was a really nice uh well laid out shop they had a ton of gaming stuff they had a great game selection for people like myself they had quite a few funkos of course because i feel like funkos and games and like magic the gathering and stuff are kind of keeping comic shops alive more than comics themselves yeah they they didn't have as much back issue stuff as I would like that scene, but they had a ton of new, you know, new release comics and all that stuff. Uh, I feel the same way that you just mentioned about those shops, like Magic and Funko and stuff like that. Same thing can be said about like Fye, you know, the ones that are actually still around. They seem to have more of like the pop culture, just extra little trinkets and whatnot, yeah. than they do actual CDs and vinyl and. That yep. sort of thing. I mean, you can still find them, but the last one I went into out in Tacoma, I mean, they focus a hell of a lot more on like shirts and keychains and you know extra shit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Muse Comics. It was a great shop. Um, they even asked me to leave some stickers and stuff there, which I did. So cool. Maybe some Montanians, Montanites. I don't know what they're called. Folks from Montana might listen to us and be like. The fuck is this crap? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good shop, man. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, I can't recall the owner's name. Got to chat with him for a few minutes. He's a nice guy, and the workers there were cool. So we we left a bunch of money there too for them. <laughs> some games, and I bought some comics. Um, yeah, that was basically the trip, man. It was just chilling and relaxing and. Like, I even played video games. What? Yeah. Actually, circle back to Muse. They had fucking pinball machines. Oh, really? And I sat there and beat on their Godzilla machine for a while while everybody was looking at games. But yeah. I was like, fuck that. I'm playing Godzilla pinball. Then I grabbed a couple of comics. But, uh, I wonder yeah. if the Godzilla pinball machine out there is the same one that is down in Bremerton. Probably. There's a, uh arcade out here in Bremerton uh, it's called Quarters, I think. Yep. I think that's the name of it. We just went there for the first time not long ago, like a couple weekends ago. It was really fun. And they have like six pinball machines in a row. And I want to play at least five of them. Like Foo Fighters have their own pinball machine. Oh, nice. They had that one. There was Godzilla. Uh, I want to say a Star Wars one and a couple more. But yeah, there's that's there's cool. definitely a few there I want to play. Cool. I'd love to have space to own a couple of pinball machines. That Me too. Sick. 
That would be really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, video game. Yes. What did you play? It was just Steve's like, not. It the, was just Mario Kart. I'm the gamer here. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm the one, the main one that plays video games here. So I'm yeah. amazed. I, like, pro- I play- promised our friends kid that I would play some Mario Kart with her, so I played that for a few hours. Okay. It was fun. Well, don't be surprised if I hit you up for a Mario Kart competition one day. I'll probably say no, but you're not a cool little kid. Okay, well, I'm going to say that Logan and Riker want you to play (laughs) Mario Kart with them. You're not a cool little kid. You're just a co-host of some shitty podcast. (laughs) 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 But anyways, that was a trip, man. It was just relaxing. We needed to relax. We got out of town, saw our friends, had a good time. Um while we're away, what about you? You had a show on the 21st of March? April? Uh, March? April, April 21st. Yeah, I don't I'm, even know what fucking month it is, man. I'm lost. <laughs> I was going to say the one and only time that I've been to Missoula was for a show. Um, we were out there opening for Stevie Stone at Monk's Bar. So my time in Missoula was basically just like we... I think we went to Qdoba for the first time before the show <laughs> yep. and rocked down there in Monks. It's an underground bar for anybody who isn't aware of the place. Very cool venue. If it's still there. Yeah. Um, I think it is. It's like It seems to be one of the main spots that a lot of tours hit out in Missoula. But, um, All right. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I didn't go to any bars. Well, I mean, I just see a lot of tour flyers, you know, and Monks is quite often on the list if they're going to Missoula. Nice. But um, very cool venue. And, yeah, that was the only time that I really spent out there. I didn't get to explore like you. So that's that's cool you are able to do that. A little bit. Well, next time I'm going to explore more. Yeah. For sure. Um, so what about the show? Was it uh, Joey Cool from Strange Music? Yeah, yeah. Joey from Strange. Um, he came out for one night in Washington, and it was his first time playing out here. Um so I I managed to share the stage with him and Unconventional Kings. Um, those guys actually just did a show with Joey and Tech Nine, I believe. Uh, looked like it was a good time. Um, and then uh, uh, shout out to VZ and Lit Sims, I think it was as well. Um, everybody seemed to everyone that was attending seemed to have a good time and and liked what everybody had to offer on the stage um was there a good crowd yeah there was a decent crowd and then uh <laughs> i i performed and afterwards a guy i know like smacked me on the shoulder and he was like where's your merch table there's like four different merch tables inside <laughs> and um i i just uh yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, it takes money to to get that kind of thing going, which is fine and not a problem, but I guess I just didn't think that too many people would care to buy some of my merch or whatever. So just be like buy the podcast merch. <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna work on getting like a small batch of merch made at least, you know, start out with something, but um it just felt good to perform and afterwards you know, have a couple of people that actually cared to get some potential merch. And then, um, uh, I just said, Hey, uh, if anybody wants a podcast sticker, come find me. And I grabbed my stuff, turned around and there were four or five people in front of me with their hands out waiting for stickers. So that felt kind of good, you know? Um, 
So if anybody that attended that show is actually listening right now, thank you guys for coming out to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, creative people don't always believe in themselves and and you just have a lot of trouble, you know, self-doubt, hiccups, things like that. So seeing support from other people really does help a lot, sometimes more than you think. So, yeah, thanks for anybody that showed up. This is true. This is true. Well, I'm glad that show went pretty well. Um, yeah. The last episode, we recap SquatchCon. Yes. Um, we kind of was delayed on that because immediately after SquatchCon, I went on vacation and put that off, and that was good. That was a good show. They've already invited us back next year as guests, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're they, not... We're not going to announce any dates yet or anything like that, no. but it it is being talked about. You know, there there's definitely another one coming. And they want our input. If you guys heard our input on the show, like so, maybe we'll help make it even bigger and better. Yeah, I mean, shot in the dark here, but if there's anybody listening that attended and has advice, give us some input. Send us a message, whatever. You know, let us know what you thought about the event. Because we know how we felt about it. We expressed that on the last episode. But let us know. Like, hey, I was there. You know, they could do this or do that. Whatever you think, let us know. Yep. Uh, this past weekend, we attended. We were guests and uh, Crypto was a vendor at the Olympic Collectible Expo, the OCE, in Kitsap. We're going to recap that in a few weeks. Um, we had a little chat with uh, Megan Cohn. Melanie. Melanie. Melanie Cohn. We had a little chat with Melanie Cohn, who was Lucy from the Peanuts uh, cartoons in the 70s. She was super cool, really nice lady. But like I said, we will talk a little more about OCE and some other stuff, movies and stuff that we've been watching lately once we get caught up because we are now coming into Crypticon season. Yeah. Which is basically, Crypticon and Halloween are like our big our big uh, time of the year. Yep, yep. We are recording on May 2nd, and this is Crypticon month. It's, so It's coming. Like this month, you're probably going to get We've been doing episodes every other week. You're going to get like three episodes in a row. Three weeks in a row. It's like the old days, guys. I'm gonna. It's going to take me a little extra effort. So I hope you guys appreciate it. And we hope you guys are ready for Crypticon. And if you're questioning going, we hope that these next few episodes will help you decide on if you want to go or not. Because we're going to try to hype some of the guests that are going to be there. Maybe uh, we'll mention some of the panels. We'll mention vendors that are coming. We just want to let any of you guys know that aren't in the loop what you can expect there. I mean, Even if you're not here in the area, the episodes are going to be good. We have cool guests. I, I like, I'm going to mention who we have lined up. And, I mean, um, they're scheduled... To record with us, you know, stuff happens. Yep. 
they get a, a paying gig or something and they have to cancel on us. But I know over the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking with Matthew Patrick Davis, who plays the creepy mom on Barbarian. And we're also going to be chatting with Kelly Maroney from Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall. So that's pretty cool guess. And then we're going to kick off kind of hyping Crypticon a little bit with a local filmmaker and actor who just finished recording, filming, not recording, filming a movie called Diced. It's going to be a local horror film with some great cast. I know they mentioned, well, they mentioned it. We, we interviewed them, and we're going to run that, and they mentioned some of the cast and stuff they have, like a lady from the uh, Fair Street movies. So we have Jeremy Rudd, who is a filmmaker and actor, and we have Jason Brooks, who is super popular for his portrayal of Jason Voorhees in all those badass freaking... Uh, Fan films that have come out in the last few years, like Roseblood and like Vengeance and all that stuff. So we chatted with both of them. Uh, rumored that Jason is going to be a guest at Crypticon. So let's just get right into this chat with these guys. Meet our our first uh, guest of May. <laughs> I couldn't think of the right word to say. We'll go with our first <laughs> guest of May and... Our first uh, hyping for Crypticon. And I'll try to not say uh again. So meet Jason Brooks and Jeremy Rudd. Hello, hello, my good people. It is I, fanboy Will of the Kill Your Radio podcast. And on behalf of ZombieBot and myself, I would like to thank you for tuning in today to my buddies here at the Steve and Crypto Show. And when you're not busy listening to the great content here on the Stephen Crypto Show, why not give us a shot over at the Kill Your Radio podcast? You can find us at www.linktr.ee forward slash the Kill Your Radio podcast. Your one-stop podcast for the latest, greatest punk, metal, hardcore, hip-hop, new wave, garage rock, and more. I would also like to take this time to wish both Steve and Crypto a very happy two-year podcasting anniversary. You did it, guys. Congrats. Hi, this is Darcy the Mail Girl from The Last Drive-In, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, we are on the Steve and Crypto Show. We have a couple guests here. Uh, let, let me give you a little background first. Uh Maybe a month or so ago, I was doing my usual scrolling through the, the social medias, and I came across an image. It was a, a poster for a movie that I believe they finished filming, and it's called Diced. And, uh, and I looked into it a little bit more, and I saw that an actor named Jason Brooks was portraying the bad guy in the movie. And if you don't know Jason, um, he has played Jason Voorhees in multiple fan films, including Roseblood and the two Vengeance films, which people like love them so much. Uh, they're fantastic, but people are like want them to be actual Friday the 13th canon. They're like that good. They're, they're phenomenal movies. So we have the man behind Dice, 
Jeremy Rudd. He is a writer and director, and I believe he also does some acting, which we'll find a little bit more about him in a moment. And then, like I mentioned, Jerry, uh, Jason Brooks, who is a writer, actor, he produces, he directs. He, I think he directed the uh, second Vengeance movie. Yeah. Okay, um, let's just jump in, uh, Jeremy. Before we get into dice, tell us a little of your background and who you are. Yeah, so born and raised here in Seattle, the good old Seattle, Washington. Uh, yeah, and I do do some acting. Uh, that's my primary uh, thing that I'm doing, but I just started getting into uh, directing. So uh, so just directing my first feature, like we, you just mentioned, Diced. Um, and yeah, we just we just wrapped up filming maybe, I think, a month and a half ago two months ago. And, and yeah, so just ultimately just trying to get my hands in as many pots as possible. Um, you know, just, I also wrote, wrote, um, diced, um, uh, trying to be writer, director. I'm also editing right now the film and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Okay, uh, so the film, can you mm -hmm. give us a little, uh, summary of the film? Yeah, the film is about a um, two nurses. One of them let out a um, mentally insane patient by mistake. He is a criminally insane, which is, you know, who's Jason's playing. Uh, his name is Benjamin in the film. Um, and yeah, he's basically just causing havoc across the you know, small town, you know, dicing people up, killing them. Uh, and then we have our amazing uh, protagonist played by Eden Campbell, She's been in uh, a couple of horror films. I think she was most recently in uh, Fear Street on Netflix. Um, and then a couple other ones she was in as well, like They Reach, another horror film. But she, she's amazing in the film. Um, and yeah, the, the, the overall, the film is, has a lot of twists and turns and some, you know, definitely some exciting points about it. Um, but uh, you, you guys will all see that when the film finally comes out. Okay, uh, so about what point are you in the, the whole process? Do we have a, a release date right. set yet? Or? Yeah, we're, we're targeting around uh, Halloween, Halloween release. Perfect. And editing is right now. Then after editing, this is, then it's go, go down to like sound design and sound effects and then color grading. So hopefully we get a complete project, um, you know, a couple months or, you know, a few months before, um, you know, Halloween-ish time because it's a Halloween-based movie. Um, but once we get a complete package, we're definitely going to, we have, we're in talks with a couple, um, distribution companies. So once we get it finished and complete it, definitely going to, you know, sit in their way, see what they think, see what they can do with it and then go from there. Any, any, uh, teasers or trailers or anything coming soon? Um, uh, not yet, but there will be definitely will be once, uh, you know, we're still early in the process editing. Uh, but, you know, once it's all done, I plan on at least like making like a quick one up just to send it to distribution companies. And then uh, but that'll just be like internally, like, you know, private type of link. But uh, once we get the go ahead from the distribution company, we go we, we plan on going with, then definitely we'll put it out for people to watch it. OK, so so how did you and Jason connect and cross paths and get working together? Yeah. Yeah, Jason was Jason and his team were, were highly recommended. So I was reaching out to a couple of different Facebook forums. I said, who knows special effects? Who knows like really gory stuff, like amazing, you know, uh, special effects? 
And because that's what I, that's what the film, that's what um, I, I was targeting it for this film. You know, I want not just your typical slash, but, you know, really blood and guts and really gory. And I posted on a couple pages and he popped up a few times. They were like, yes, Jason and Naomi, Jason and Naomi, their, their team is amazing. So I just reached out to him and he, we set up a couple of Zoom uh, calls and the rest is history. He did amazing work on the film with the special effects. And also he did amazing work with uh, pl playing our villain. Had you seen uh, any of the uh, Friday the 13th movies that he did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. So was, I'm sure as soon as he was recommended, you were like, yeah, that's the guy. Yep. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's him. Um, What about you, Jason? I know we know you from... You know the the fan films, but what's some of the other stuff you've done and a little of your background? Yeah, so I mean, I've been working on movies for about twenty years now. Um, little independent things building up, and the last few years have been the biggest for me. Um, and you know, I've been kind of focused on the whole Jason Voorhees thing for the last four years or so, and I'm really excited to be able to get out and do a movie like Dice, where I can play uh, another killer in an original IP that. Um, that's different than Jason, um, completely different kind of character, move different, act different. So that was a lot of fun for me. And, and to kind of collaborate with Jeremy on that was, it was a, it was a good time. And I was, uh, and once I started posting some things about it, I got a lot of really big positive feedback um, from the looks, from the, the style of the film, from the character, the poster, like you mentioned, um, everyone loved the poster. And so I'm getting a lot more support than I uh, even expected. I'm just kind of putting that out there. So I'm real excited to see where this goes. I think that the character looks awesome. I, I feel like just judging, like I said, the poster sold me. Uh, I think this could be, this could be like one of those sleeper hits, like, you know, like terrifier or something. This could be like the new Halloween staple. If, if, if it goes, yeah. I think it's, yeah. I mean, you got the right guy to play a killer. So yeah, we're 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 about due for a new, uh, you know, killer out there. So so this is what we're kind of targeting, and then this film is is definitely paying homage to to those uh, old school classic horror films like Halloween and like J like uh, Friday Thirteenth, um, and it's like it's '80s based as well. So everything from like the decor to the language to the color tint is all going to be look very '80s themed. Um, and of course, we're definitely throwing in some new elements of uh, new school stuff about, you know, stuff you see nowadays in, in horror films. Okay. Did you guys uh, film mostly in the Seattle area? Oh, yeah. All, all of it was all within the Seattle area. All right. Um, so, so it, you know, you pay homage to the 80s slasher films and stuff. Uh, what were some of your first uh, exposure to horror movies? Uh, I would say Friday 13th and, and uh, Friday 13th, Halloween and Child's Play. Definitely watched those a, a bunch, as, you know, growing up. I love those films. What about you, Jason? Yeah, I mean, Halloween was my first, the original Halloween is my first horror movie. I was eight years old. I was over um, during Halloween being um, watched by a babysitter while the parents went out to go do their thing. And um, the babysitter let me sneak out and and watch Halloween. So that was my first experience getting traumatized by horror movies. And then, <laughs> and then every year going forward, it was, um, you know, I had to watch it. I had to watch things. And my birthday every year was, was all about getting some friends over watching Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Chucky, Halloween, you know, all those. So that was, uh, I was always fascinated by that. 
I, I love how everybody's story was uh, being exposed, like way younger <laughs> than we should have, like way younger than we should have. Yeah. Yeah, the, the scariest move I've ever seen as a kid was, was uh, what's the one he, he goes in the, the kids' dreams? Uh, oh, Freddy. Yeah. F- who? Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, as a kid watching that, he goes in literally, like, to kids' nightmares and, you know, terrorize them. So that was, like, really freaking me out. But I really loved it as well. Yeah, mine mine was more, uh, like, I always was fascinated when I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and Halloween. I was always fascinated by the effects and by the kills and how did they do that? But the one that kind of messed me up was Children of the Corn. For whatever reason, Children uh, of the Corn kind of got me. It's just a creepiness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a realism and, creepiness. I think kids uh, and horror movies are pretty yeah, creepy. Kids could be creepy. I I think uh movies didn't really scare me that much as a kid. Like 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 you, I used to always wonder how they did it. I knew it wasn't real, but how did they do that? Yeah. But one yeah. thing that creeped me, I was a little older, but the uh the first uh it miniseries. Oh, the, whole, the whole bathroom scene just like fucked me up. Like <laughs> that was rough. I I used to always have to like I go in to use the bathroom and I'd like reach my hand around the corner to flip the lights on before I go in. Like I no bathroom that's stuff. True. That's that's like sacred. That's like sacred ground. You don't like fuck with me mm-hmm. in there. And that was too much. But something that really got me at a young age was I think it was an episode of Tales from the Dark Side where. There was a little girl that claimed that a monster under her bed ate her brother, and it turned out that there really was a monster under her bed. And there was like a portal that led to his cave or something like that. Yeah, I watched that at a young age. That was a little scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> that and Poltergeist with the clown and the oh yeah, clown oh, yeah, clowns are clowns are yeah they're they're different. They're odd. Yeah, I'm not I'm not now feeling we, clowns. <laughs> now we got a terrifier. That's what makes Art the clown so successful he's creepy as hell i think it's his personality too yeah we, what have you guys we, our killer is obviously a scarecrow you know with paint on his face uh i i don't think i mean i've seen a lot you know scarecrow uh horror films but i haven't seen anyone really like nail it in the coffin unless i'm missing one no most of them you've Definitely seen like are a- just a mask you know just a mask oh uh, yeah it's just a mask yeah 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 yep Based Ours on the pictures like, we've seen, you guys kind of went all out, and it's it's different level. Yeah, you know? it's it's not a mat. It's like he has his 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 outfit, but he has uh, his face is painted, so you can really like see his who he is. You can see his expressions on his face. You can really like get really involved with the characters. That's what I saw, what I did when I was uh, writing up the characters. Um, I wanted to make it either people you really fell in love with, or people you really would hate it, or you wanted to see like you know get killed, or you're you're really you're on the you're on the chase with this person. So um, I think you guys are really you know every you know people when they see this film, I think they'll really um, feel feel that when they watch the film. I really appreciate you doing that. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, I appreciate that you did that because I got to say, out of all the horror icons that. That we have the ones that i'm really attached to are the ones that do have personality and they have you know expressions and whatnot they're not just kind of walking and killing yeah <laughs> i mean i enjoy that too but like mm-hmm. i really like 
Ghostface. I like Chucky just because they they both talk and personality yeah. comes from that, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I remember yeah. coming up with the design with Jeremy on this. He had a very specific idea of what he wanted, sent some drawings, and so we were kind of going back and forth. I was trying to get the mask on a little bit, you know, and Jeremy's like, no, 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 I want the face to show. I want expression. I, I want all these things. And so we went back and forth, and ultimately um, what you see is what we what we landed on, and I love it. I think it's really great. It was a lot of prosthetics around the face um, and everything, about four and a half hours of makeup each time before we filmed um, to get everything on and and all, but it, it really, I think works really well. How yeah. different did that, sorry, uh, how different did that feel from wearing a Jason mask to doing that and being able to show more of your range? Like, is that, did that feel good to be able to do that or is it kind oh, of yeah. hard, you know, tricky? No, it was a lot of fun. I think um, when I first started filming, I was still trying to figure out the character, you know, and, and not having, um, the ability to be able to put it on ahead of time. I really wanted to be able to get the get the makeup on, look in the mirror, see myself, kind of feel the character and start getting into that. But I didn't get to do that until we were on set day one, you know? And and then I think that as we were filming, the character came out more and more and more. And um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's more. I'm hoping there's a sequel because I think there's a lot more that we could do with Benny. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be a sequel, especially how, how it ends. <laughs> you know now it's, now it's killing me i gotta see it soon It'll wait till around halloween right that we whatever you're shooting for yep yeah so um there is a uh crowdfunding campaign to for like finishing funds for the movie uh is there any perks or anything aligned with that or yeah, there's some perks like you can get like merchandise, like posters, sign stuff, um, you know, premiere tickets, the premiere. Um, what else is there? You know, you can get a, a signed, uh, a sign, uh, what's it called? A script from the cast or, you know, from me. Um, you know, you get some early, early release viewings. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you can like if you just go on to the uh, Indiegogo, um, there's a list of, um, you know, stuff that the a, a list of perks that are on there. Okay, and we'll definitely put a link up. Um, is there anything else that, that you are working on in the near future? Or you just focused on dice and getting that done and out. Yeah, dice is my main focus. I want to make sure that's the best quality project ever i mean not ever but like for me you know i don't want to put out any like anything that's not high quality um so i'm really taking my time with the edits and then gonna send it over to uh someone to do like sound design you know sound effects color grading and all that type of stuff but um but yeah first things first uh making sure we get the uh, edits all aligned and everything done with that and uh what about you jason anything interesting happening anytime soon Oh yeah. Um, we wrapped on another film just before we started dice called Killcraft. Um, that should be out sometime. I thought it would be this spring, but maybe summer. Um, we're starting production on a film called 259. Um, it's another horror movie possession kind of thing. I'm on a TV show called Band Wars. We're working on season two and I'm going to be directing that as well. Um, Hitman for the holidays, uh, laugh more human. Um, just a, a ton of things that are that are happening right now. So 
Um, still working on getting those Blu-rays and DVDs out for the Friday the 13th thing. Um, and we have another one called Laugh, uh, a couple of werewolf movies. There's just a lot, and mostly in the effects arena where we're doing special effects for them. Um, but quite a bit of them are, um, I'm acting in as well, like uh, Metal Kingdom, the, the sci-fi one, kind of the Steven Spielberg sci-fi, that should be up on Amazon in the next couple of months. So a few few things going on and that we're real excited about, right. but I'm really looking forward to this dice coming out. I'm still feeling like, you know, you get done with the film and then you're they're all hyped and you're excited and you can't wait. And I still have that feeling going on here. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the special effects and stuff. Did you do most of the effects on dice? Yeah. So um, I also run Real Fiction Studios effects, which um, we do effects for for different films and everything. So um, that's kind of how we got talking to Jeremy in the, in the beginning was people recommending um, Real Fiction Studios to him. So we did all the effects for it, um, the prosthetics, the blood, the gore, the all the stuff there. So we I've got a team of about five people that we kind of come in rotate through and everything and and so all the gore you see is is us which is fun because you know i play the killer and i'm also providing the gore for it so <laughs> yeah 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 a lot a lot of a lot of blood a lot of blood in this film yeah blood and guts. that's a good thing we need we need it we need it um it, it's definitely the last couple of years have been pretty good for horror and i feel like this is just going to keep that momentum going yeah, I, I've been noticing horror's been getting more and more popular. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of comes and goes in waves. I think, like personally, yeah. I think this this wave kind of started during COVID when everything was going to streaming, and and there's all these filmmakers that had horror movies that all went right to streaming, and things like Shutter and you know. Tubi is like an awesome landing spot for you know indie filmmakers, and there were just so much stuff coming out. And then the big studios were holding back all their their big billion dollar shit, and yeah, so we just all we were getting was this horror, and people were like, "Oh wow, horror movies aren't just a bunch of blood and guts and nonsense. They're actually still it's art, and yeah. people starting to appreciate it. And now, now we got the big studios starting to put out their screams and." And they're backing movies like Barbarian and all that other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's cool. It's a good time to be a horror fan. And it's, I'm sure it's just as good for you guys making the movies, too. So uh, you've been, Jason, uh, if you could portray any other horror icon. Yeah. Who who would you uh, want to be? Um, you know, that's a, that's a good one. I mean. I mean, I'd love to play Michael Myers. I'd also love to play Toxie, the Toxic Avenger. That would be cool. That would be really cool. So, um, but, you know, all the classics, uh, Pinhead, I would love to play. Um, just, I, I'm not big enough for Leatherface, not wide enough for that, but, yeah. and I'm a little bit too big for Freddy. So, you know, but anything that, you know, I'm in the right size for, I think would be a, a good time. Right. So uh, you act two. Who would you like to play? Would you like to play a, a horror icon at some point? Yeah. Uh, as far as acting in a horror, who would I play? I mean, it's usually like in horror film, you just have the villain as the main person. But 
I would love to be in a film with uh, Jordan Peele, one of his horror films. He came out with uh, Get Out and Us and a couple other ones. Um, nope. nope. You had that outer, you had that spaceship one too. Nope. I forgot what that. Yeah. He's another reason. He's another reason that horror is doing well. Yeah. We just watched got, Nope a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was fun. Definitely an entertaining movie. Him and his friend Keegan are both big horror movie fans. You know, they've stated that on their show they had years ago. I'd like to see yeah. the two of them get together and do something in the horror realm. Yeah, I like that one movie he redid uh, with the bees. What was Candyman? It? It was like, huh? Yeah, Candyman. Yeah, Candyman. That was good. I like yeah, that, that one. Yeah, they did a good job with that one. They did a real good job with that. So, anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, I was wondering if you guys had any like festivals in mind that you'd like to take this to eventually. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a couple um, that are on the radar uh, that I want to do it, put it on. But um, main thing, I'm trying to get into some streaming services or in theaters. But uh, but yeah, festivals for sure. Uh, once we once we get it all done and wrapped up, uh, I just want to see what the distribution companies say they, you know, would be the best route for us. But uh, but the main goal here is to get it on one of these streaming services. Um, and then, if not, then in theaters, uh, one of those, either one would be a win for us. Definitely. Just to get it out there so people could see it. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of festivals and those kind of situations, uh, Jason, you've been getting a lot of invites to conventions and stuff from the you know the popularity of the, the Vengeance movies and everything. Are you yeah. doing any, any shows anytime soon? Um, a couple coming up. A guy, Crypticon Seattle, I'll be signing at this May. Um, I'll be up at, I think it's a sci-fi horror con in New York um, in September, I believe it is. And um, those are the, the two confirmed ones right now. Okay. okay. Well, we should be seeing you there at Crypticon at least. Beautiful. Come by and say hi. Definitely, for sure. Well, what do you uh, personally, Jason, uh, take from doing those shows? Like, what, what do they mean to you? Oh, doing the shows? Yeah, like conventions. Oh, it's I mean, interacting with the fans, talking to people, um, networking, it's it's just a great time, you know. It's growing up, I was actually very shy and quiet and okay. uh introverted. And then uh this has really kind of helped bring me out of my shell. It's given me a common ground to talk to people about horror and different things and their experiences. So it's just I don't know, it's a good vibe. I get there, show up, sit at my table, people come to me, we talk and then we hang out all night long, do it again the next day. It's it's always the experience, I think, which is why most people go to the conventions, too, is um, the experience more than anything. Right. That must have been kind of a, a holy shit moment the first time you got the call to, to be a guest at a convention, huh? Absolutely. It was it was a saying it was New Jersey Horror Con was my first one um, and a few years ago. And then I remember CJ Graham, who played Jason in part six, Jason Lives, he called me up. Talked to me for an hour. And he's like, all right, look, buddy, here's the deal. You know, it's taken me 30 years to learn all this stuff. Here's what you do when you sign. Here's what you do when you sit at your table. Um, buy this banner, buy this thing, do these things, bring these masks, whatever. And he he talked to me for a long time, and he's been a really good mentor. Um, and so I, I went and did that. And once I got there, I was like, I'm just, you know, a nobody. 
who got lucky enough to be in this film and and do this and so um i didn't expect a whole lot but then there was lines of people um to come and get autographs and and say hi and meet me and and then it went on for a good couple of years um, before COVID hit uh, where i was traveling around the u.s going to different conventions and it was the same thing everywhere it was just really wonderful and um i mean it's there's no words to express the appreciation for for all the fans and the friends i've made along the way okay there and i think uh horror fans are like a whole different type of people too there's so much more endearing and, and you know it's everything is is more personal to us and like it just means more yeah and they're passionate. all so kind passionate, passionate they're go. kind they're friendly it's mm-hmm. like on paper you wouldn't think that all these usually metal loving weirdos yeah they look unapproachable uh, for most people but it's they all have you know big hearts and they all all friendly they're all binding together and it's just a really good community and yeah usually... I, I went to my first one i went to my first one in vegas okay. uh i forgot the name of it though but there's a lot of i didn't expect that i was like dang it's all these different horror icons all over getting you know got a lot of autographs and stuff so it was fun oh yeah i think the horror fans are way more open they're they're more inclined to, to be like you know if my co-host he likes some horror movies that i don't like but we discuss i don't you know i don't treat him like a piece of shit because he likes a movie i don't we're just like okay why don't you like it we'll discuss it we'll talk about you it. treat him like yeah. a piece of shit for other reasons for other reasons yeah, yeah. yeah. not yeah. not that other things yeah yeah i got reasons yeah. don't worry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know you don't find you generally don't find people talking about other genres of film and breaking them down like we do in horror like like we like to know how the cake is made you know, yeah. I don't know if people care to do that when it comes to watching a drama film so much. I mean, maybe if you're into film yourself, if you're like learning how to be a director or something like that, then sure. But I think like horror fans are probably the ones that like to dissect movies the most. Yeah. Sci-fi, yeah. horror. Respectfully. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah. 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 Respectfully. Are, are uh, you going to pop in at Crypticon, Jeremy, and uh, hang out? Yeah. Hype the movie? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll come to pop in. What is that again? May Uh, 19th through the 21st. There you go. Oh, May 19th through the 21st. Yeah, I'll definitely have to come to that. I'll have to get me some posters for the table to sign. There you go. For for guys. Start promoting the film there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a good show, man. It's like a big reunion every year. Big family. I mean, you've, you've obviously been there quite a few times, so. Yeah. It's a great time. You get to meet a lot of people and, and even the, the celebrities. That was another big takeaway is I've met a ton of, of uh, other actors and celebrities doing these things. And and uh, what blew me away is how down to earth every one of them are and just being mm-hmm. being people and just being friends with them. And uh, yeah. I guess it's how I got them all into my film, too. Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> network and be friends. And, yep. it just, they're, and they all love their fans, too. Being likable goes a long way. Oh yeah, it's, it's like I've been to a ton of conventions, different kind of conventions. I've been to Star Trek conventions and Comic Cons and all that stuff. But there's nothing like a horror convention. You're not gonna go to you know San Diego or Emerald City Comic Con, and you're not gonna run into you know uh, Pinhead at the bar and <laughs> mingle <laughs> with everybody. And, and that's not happening. That's 
that's why I love the the whole the whole scene. Oh and, yeah, uh, it's more intimate. Very much, and uh, I think this community is going to embrace Diced. I think so. Yeah, and and uh, I think it'll do well, and I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing it as soon as possible. And you know, October is the perfect time. Always yes. looking for new horror to watch in October. Um, is there anything else you guys want to throw out there and uh, mention about it or hype about it? No, I'd just say just go follow the Diced um, Instagram, Facebook page. Go uh, for updates. Check it out. Um, there's some pictures on there if you want to look at some of the behind the scenes. Um, yeah. So you can find us on there. Keep up. Yeah, with and and uh, where are you guys both on social media so people can follow what else you guys are doing? My name on every social media platform is uh, Jeremy Rudd 3. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm I'm a Jason, uh, the Jason Brooks official on Instagram. Um, probably the easiest way is just go to realfictionstudios.com and there's a social link and stuff. You can find me there and uh, all the different things are linked there. So Awesome. Uh, before we wrap, is there any uh, last words to fans or anything besides go watch the damn movie when it comes out? I just thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for following and and keeping up with us and go go hit that that fundraiser. Yeah, go hit that fundraiser. Early supporters would definitely be remembered. Uh, you know, you guys would be the day one fans and you know, a lot of perks and benefits to that. And it's I think it's just a cool way for fans to to, to get involved and 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 if they see their name somewhere thanks or something they feel like they're part of it and they're more inclined to get out there and you know hype it and promote it they just feel stronger but like when you're a part of something you always feel feel uh more passionate about hyping it yeah there's a and there's a lot of like if, if, if fans if you guys just go to the instagram page there's a lot of behind the scene foot, footage i put on there so you guys can see the development you guys can see some some scenes. You guys can see the actors that are in it. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. Cool stuff. So, so yeah, check us out. Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to it. Uh, Jeremy Rudd, Jason Brooks, thank you guys for hanging out with us for a little bit and thank you and hyping the movie. We will get we'll get the uh, campaign link up and try to push some of our listeners over there to check it out. I think they'll dig it. Cool, Perfect. thank you. Hope to yep. see you guys at Crypticon. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yep, see you there. Hi, I'm Doug Jones, the tall, skinny, goofy actor who plays lots of monsters and creatures on film and in TV. But today, I want you to know that you are listening to the best podcast on the air, and that would be the Steve and Crypto Show. All right, we are back. Thanks to Jason and Jeremy for chatting. I think that was a pretty good way to lead into to the local horror convention by featuring a local horror actor and filmmaker. Um, yeah, we hope to see those guys at Crypticon and yeah. hanging out there. And anybody listening can likely run into them as well. So come... Uh, if Again, if you're not in the area... You're still going to enjoy the next few episodes. Uh, Crypticon, check it out anyways. Check out their website, CrypticonSeattle.com. Check out some of the guests and stuff. You might be like, holy crap, I need to come there. I'm going to fly into Seattle and go meet these people. Uh, and Crypticon does go to a few other places, right? 
there is a couple different Crypticons. There's one yeah. in like Kansas City or Minnesota yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's the same company. Okay. They might be, and they use that name. But uh, since I'm sending people to go look at the Crypticon website, why don't we give them a trivia based around one of the other guests who we are not scheduled to talk to, but maybe we'll try to get her at the show. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to do our best to work on that. So, Danielle Harris is a featured guest this year at Crypticon. And she is known... Before we get too far into that, I do want to mention that her appearance is sponsored by our Unlock. friends at Unlock the Cunt. That's right. got to give those guys a shout out. And if for some odd reason, you, we're not going off too far here, <laughs> if, <laughs> if for some odd reason you can't make it to Seattle Crypticon, but you're in the Auburn area on Friday, May 19th... Auburn, Washington. Yes, Auburn, Washington. Worldwide, man. <laughs> If you're in Auburn, Washington, Friday, May 19th, Daniel Harris is flying in, and she's going straight to unlock the con at the Outlet Collection Center, and she's going to be there for, like, a private signing. So, you know, if maybe you just, you're not going to be in Seattle, or you don't want to pay the fee to get into the convention and experience all of that, you just want to go and get your one signing from her, head to Auburn, to the Outlet Collection Center, again, Friday, May 19th. So it's open to the public, but it's ticketed, right? Um, I I can't confirm if it's a ticket thing. I mean, obviously, she's, you know, she's charging for signings. Yeah. But it's going to be a little bit smaller. So I was maybe, curious, could you say it's a private signing? It's like a separate signing yeah. from Crypticon. Okay. Yes, yes. But then she, she will be at Crypticon. She too. will be at Crypticon uh, Saturday, Sunday, and... I, I know that she's going to be at Unlock the Con's booth, I believe. She's like their featured guest they're bringing in. Yep. Yeah, just like they had Roger Jackson last year. And now she's the featured subject of our trivia. That's correct. So she is f- mostly famous for Halloween. Now, I want to know how many Halloween films has she been featured in? And it's kind of a trick question, because I know what some of you are thinking right away. But, you know, there are remakes, there are prequels, sequels, things like that. So think about all the Halloween movies. How many has Daniel Harris been in? And if you do know the answer, message one of us. He's CryptoZoo88. I am the Steve Strout. Message us. We will get your address, send you some stickers, and we will put you on a list to potentially win more shit. Also, while we're talking about Danielle, shout out to her podcast, Oh yeah, Talk Scary to Me. It's and it's too. with Danielle and Scout Taylor Compton, who you may know as Laurie Strode in Rob Zombie's films. So the two of them have a podcast together. They banter about horror. They talk about all kinds of different things. They get a little dirty on there from time to time. They're fun. So check them out. Talk scary to me. So they were both in one of Rob Zombie's films? Yeah. Hmm. Might have been a clue. Yeah. You know, could be 31, could be the Munsters, but probably not. Probably not the Munsters. No. With that being said, I did m- just mention where to find us on social media. We also have the Facebook group. 
search the Stephen Crypto Show podcast and post some stuff in there. Jump in on conversations. Tell us a movie you're making, your new album. Just anything. Get in there and talk to us. Um, just don't be a dick. That's our biggest rule in there. Don't be an asshole. Um, don't be a dick. Be a dude. There you go. And also, visit our Buy Me a Coffee. BuyMeACoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. And also, Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. Those are two ways where you could monetarily support the show. And be sure to go over to Etsy slash shop slash Steven Crypto Merch. Get yourself some awesome t-shirts. If you want to support your third favorite podcast, that's a great way to do it. T-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets for your fridge. Uh, if you want some stickers, just hit us up directly. Uh, we also have a couple trucker hats left, right? We got a couple hats left and we got a bunch of pins. Yeah. They're all super cheap. So you could hit me directly for those. Yep. I think that's about it. Answer the trivia question. Visit all those places. Follow us. Support us. Leave us ratings and reviews wherever you listen, whether it be Apple or Spotify or Good Pods, where we are number 14, which is pretty awesome. Push us to number one. Spread the fucking word. <laughs> Get us yeah. out there. Listen, listen, review, rate. We want to be number one. Yeah. I don't know if we deserve it, but we want it. If you're into nerdy pop culture, horror stuff, I bet you have friends that are as well. So why not tell them about a couple guys that they might relate to, you know? Um, we're just trying to connect with more people like us, you know? Um, people that are into fun, spooky things. Yeah, I like spooky things. With all that being said... Uh, support us keep listening stay tuned lots of cool Crypticon shit coming we hope to see you at Crypticon if you're in the area please do come to Crypticon track us down we'll have pockets full of stickers and other stuff just come up and say hey and I listen to your show and I'll be like you're lying nobody listens to us <laughs> but then you'll be like it's for real. I listened to the episode with so-and-so. And I'd be like, great. Here's a sticker. <laughs> I didn't need to go into that whole thing. But uh, hopefully we see you at Crypticon. Or we just uh, see you online. Or we might see you in the bathroom at Crypticon. In that case, we'll just slip a sticker underneath the stall for you. There you go. Just don't use it to wipe, please. You know, I did that once. I was on a trip somewhere. And I was putting... Our stickers, like on the toilet paper roll, so when people go to unroll it, our sticker would unroll out of it. I think yeah. I posted a video of that at one point. I think I might have put it on, like, TikTok or something. Fucking TikTok. TikTok's so weird. Like, I'm on TikTok. You guys can find me on there. I think it's under the Steve Strout. I don't know. But I just post things promoting the show. I, I try to use all the fucking free angles to promote us. But anyways, we are the Steve Crypto Show. We will catch you on episode 115. Peace.